Southwestern family of companies welcomes you to the Action Catalyst. Each week, our diversely and amazingly accomplished guests share their insights and inspirations to help us ignite our own. So let's invest attention together to breathe, to reflect and refocus, and decisively defeat that voice we call Mr. Mediocrity. Then let's enjoy moving forward to make a positive difference in our world. On today's episode, we welcome Travis Rosbach, the inventor and founder of the billion-dollar company Hydroflask, and more recently, the Tumalo Group. In addition to sharpening his entrepreneurial skills over the last 30 years, Travis is also a scuba diving master, a U.S. merchant marine captain, and a commercial airline pilot. It's a wide-ranging and deeply engaging discussion. We hope you enjoy. Everyone, welcome to the Action Catalyst. This is Dan Moore. Privileged today to be chatting with Travis Rosbach. Most of you probably don't know Travis's name, but you're certainly familiar with his product, the Hydro Flask. Just about everybody has got one, knows of them, knows somebody that has one, and everybody loves them. My daughter swears by hers, and Hydro Flask was really the first widely distributed, successful, insulated container that helps keep things amazingly fresh and cold. The line has expanded into all kinds of drink items as well as food items. And Travis has taken his tremendous success and helped the world in so many great ways. We're going to learn about those today. So Travis, welcome to the Action Catalyst. Thank you, Dan, for having me. It's an honor and a privilege to be here. Rosbach, German ancestry, sounds like. Yeah. In fact, actually, there's a town in Germany called Rosbach, which I found out after Hydroflask is where the sparkling water comes from, which is very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that is incredible. Maybe it's been in your DNA for generations or something. It, it has. Yeah. My dad's a dive instructor. I, I found out I have a second cousin who sells water filtration systems, alkaline water, and then, of course, Hydroflask. So, yeah, it, it goes way back. <laughs> Well, you look like Jason Momoa, so maybe you're really Aquaman. <laughs> well, I'm always curious about the twists and turns in people's lives. So I know that you had a pretty active career doing several things before you were the co-founder of the Hydroflask company about 12 years ago. Can you share some of the most significant pivots in your life that as you look back and say, that was a big thing that happened. That was a big thing that happened that kind of led you to the point where you are today. Sure. Yeah, I think... One of the biggest pivots was just getting out of high school. I had a pretty poor track record of being there and being in attendance and, and paying attention. So I sort of negotiated my way out of uh, high school because they did not want me back and I did not want to be back. And right after high school, I went down to the U.S. Virgin Islands, St. Croix, and became a dive master. My dad had scuba diving shops in Cane Bay. And became a dive master. And then after a while, I, I kind of got bored with that and ready to move up and moved up into being a dive instructor. And then found that I really wanted to be a boat captain. I could go on a bigger vessels, yachts and the such. So I, I, I got my 50 ton U.S. Merchant Marine captain's license, which was a pretty big pivot because it opened it up. So where I could travel more internationally and work, I, I just had more tools in my belt. Right. And then one day it, it struck me that I was an airline pilot. And so I went to flight school and became an airline pilot and then a charter jet pilot and things like that. And then I, I really had missed doing business. I, I really have an entrepreneurial soul and I just love business, everything business related. So I moved back home to Oregon and started a fence company and uh, 
a few other companies kind of on the side here and there, and then sold that, went out to Oahu and started a, a sign and screen printing company. And then, uh, and then founded Hydro Flask and then sold Hydro Flask, which was another big pivot. And then now I'm doing the Tumalo Group, which is basically helping any stage of any business uh, get to the next stage or get to where they really want to be. You've already had many careers in one lifetime, my friend. <laughs> I've been busy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you are not the kind of person who could just concentrate on one thing because your diversity of experience is really inspiring. It's great. Now, it, it's been said that one of the inspirations for Hydroflask was when you were on a beach in Oahu and you saw a plastic bottle and you said, what a waste and it's messing up our oceans, messing up our world. Can you give us a bit of that insight? Yeah, we, we lived in Wailua and right on the beach. And the first week, it was actually kind of fun to clean up the beach and feel like we were making an impact. And then we started paying the, the monthly garbage bill and we you know, would have bags and bags and bags of garbage. And I realized like, this is bigger than just Travis cleaning up the beach. This is, this is a big issue. The vast majority of the garbage was plastic. One-time single-use water bottles, flip-flops, toothbrushes, combs, various plastic pieces. And growing up in, under, and around on top of the water, I had a major passion for protecting the ocean. I, I, I would get paid to show people the oceans. And my, my livelihood as a, as a waterman, I, I derived my income from the water. It really relies on having clean water. And it was really sad and it was really, it was almost overwhelming for me how much garbage there was. And I realized like I can either shut down and just kind of sit in a corner and shake the rest of my life at how screwed up it is, or I can go out and do something about it. And when Hydroflask finally hit me and it was like, okay, you're doing Hydroflask now. It was awesome because it, it was like best of all worlds. I got to help protect the oceans and I got to help People stay hydrated and get hydrated, which, which was a double win. Boy, I'll say helping the interior of the individual makes them more capable to help the exterior and help the world at large. Well said. You, you've got a real fun tone in your company also, which is good. Unexpected refreshment wherever you happen to find yourself. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It changed a few times over the years, but the ethos has always been the same. Yeah. Hydrate your life. Yeah. Yeah. It's such an important thing. Now, You've had so many successes, done so many different things. It'd be pretty easy for somebody in your position to just sort of coast and just be complacent and read all your press releases and look at all your trophies and medals. <laughs> what, what do you do to keep yourself growing and thriving and giving? Well, I, I think to keep growing, I, I keep just pushing the boundaries. I, I'm helping other businesses that have a similar mindset. It, you know, it's kind of the birds of a feather philosophy where people who find me and, and they, they want to grow their business, they're usually of the same mindset that I am. I'm not everybody's cup of tea. I don't get along well with everybody. Not everybody gets along well with me, but those who understand and get me and I understand and get them and I, I we feel that they have a very purpose-driven mission. Yeah, boy, it's it's a lot of good. It's a lot of fun to help others now grow their businesses to help positively impact the planet as well. And I do a lot of speaking. I do keynotes at colleges and organizations all around the country and, and now starting to go all around the world doing that. So I'm not done yet. I still have more. Oh, that's great to hear. It's so key. Now, somewhere along the line, Travis, you must have hit some totally unexpected, massive brick walls. 
In other words, you're trucking along in a good direction, then suddenly something unexpected totally derails you from your game plan. And any insights for us on how to deal with these? Just you can't see around it, you can't see over it. At the moment, you can't see anything. You're just stuck. Any insights for us? I think every one of those stuck wall points are unique and should be looked at. I try to remember to look at them as a unique situation. What I did in the past to get over this wall may not work. Maybe I could go around. Maybe I need a tunnel under. But every situation I find to be a little bit different. Sometimes it's just sheer terror that gets me through. Other times it's sheer passion that gets me through. And other times it's, you know what? I I really don't care if I get through this. I can always turn around and go back the way I came. And, And as soon as my mindset shifts, then I get through. So I think that there's always a way to deal with the proverbial wall. And and sometimes it might even just be going back the way you came and, and calling it a day, walking away safe and sound and alive and unscathed. Other times you got to get dynamite, blow that son of a gun up and, and go right through it, create your own path right through that wall. You just gave me three really, really good tidbits there. First is one way to deal with it is to back away from it. You might be able to see things much more clearly if you back away. Second, you talked about fear. That's the have to. If I don't do this, something horrible is going to happen. And then there's the passion. That's the want to. And that those are three amazingly powerful techniques. I think it's super cool because you're going to probably hit more in the future too. And having a generalized set of skills to deal with those sure helps. If, if I don't hit a wall, I get nervous that I'm missing something or I'm not fully living to my capabilities. I'm not pushing myself to do more, be more, learn more, experience more. So, you know, I don't know what a therapist would say about this. It's maybe kind of a sick, perverse thing, but I, I don't mind the wall as much as I used to. When I was younger and I'd hit these walls, I would, you know, I'd think, oh, gee, it's all over, you know? And then over time, hitting more and more of these walls and gaining more experience with them, they do get easier and easier. It's just like anything else. It's a muscle memory. And now I, I, I don't mind them as much. And what's neat is when I have a client who is hitting these walls and I've been through the wall before, I can say how much dynamite it takes or how many shovels you're going to need to get under. So I, I really enjoy that as well. Sharing my, my wall experience. <laughs> you've dealt with walls and you've dealt with water and you've probably dealt with walls of water. Yeah. That's really cool. Uh, tell us a little bit about the uh, the 5percentback.org. Gosh, that was one of my biggest passions. I was so upset to see that they cut that after I left. I and I and I knew that they were going to, and that was part of the reason why I left. But 5percentback started right hand in hand. I mean, I knew that I wanted to do a water bottle. I didn't quite know the name. My brother actually, Jeff Michael, he came up with the name of the company and Right about the same time we were coming up with the name and the logo and the style and all that, right at that same time, 5% back.org came in. I had a partner in the very, very, very early days of, of Hydroflask, and we wanted to build in some sort of charitable arm of the company. It was just a, it was just a have to. I mean, it, it, there was no other way to do business. And she said, well, you know, my grandma died of cancer. I think we should give money to cancer. And I said, well, you know, maybe we should give money to some sort of clean water project. And then I realized, like, 
who are we to say where the money should go? Why don't we just let the customer choose where the money goes, the donation goes? And so each bottle had a unique number on it. And the customer, the end customer could go to 5percentback.org, type in that number and get to choose where 5% went from a list of nonprofits and charitable organizations. So instead of sending one check monthly to the exact same company, that who knows where that money's actually really going, who knows who those shareholders are that are actually making the money, who knows where the, you know, how much money the CEO's really making, the end customer got to choose where their money was donated. And I, I just loved that. I thought that was, of all of the things I've done, I think that that was one of my most, like, I loved that the most, I think. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great concept. Yeah, could be your next entrepreneurial ventures to get that going again. At oh, least 5.1% percent back. <laughs> yeah, me or 5.2. I like that. That's a great <laughs> idea, Dan. Yeah, 5.2 back. Oh, I'm going to, I got to get that website as soon as we're off here. <laughs> like that. that could be a great one. Now, just a kind of a question about, about your own life. Do you have a morning routine, a way that you like to start your day that helps you get things off and running? I do and I don't. I really prefer to wake up without an alarm. I, you know, an alarm. I mean, think about the word. It's alarming to have an alarm. And so I kind of set my alarms for different times. Every few weeks, I'll change it by a few minutes. And it, it kind of keeps me on my toes as to when I wake up. And I tend to wake up usually three or four minutes before the alarm and constantly changing the time. It brings me back into focus as to, okay, I'm setting it for 542. And so 542 stuck in my head. And inevitably, typically what happens is at 540, I'll wake up or whatever the number might be. And the other kind of thing that I have in the mornings is uh, it's called swara in yoga. And we only breathe out of one side of our nose at a time. And so if we're breathing, you always hear did you get out of the wrong side of the bed? Well, if you check to see which nostril you're breathing out of, you want to put that first foot down and get out of that side of the bed. And mm. so if you're breathing out of your right nostril, you want to get out on the right side, put your right foot down and kind of put that first pressure up onto the right foot. If you cannot get out on the right side and you're breathing on the right side, you can still kind of pivot your body around and kind of shoulder yourself off to the right and get up out of the bed that way. And then I think that, you know, I'd love to say meditation and exercise. And, you know, I, I do 20 minutes of yoga every morning. I do an hour and a half of meditation. Nah, I just get going. I just start rolling. I drink some cold brew coffee and just hit, hit it hard and fast. Cold brew is one of the world's greatest inventions. <laughs> I agree with you totally. I love it. <laughs> like, how can you go wrong? It's awesome. That's true. Well, many of our listeners, Travis, are, are really in a good place in their lives. Things are rolling right along. They're in great shape. But we have some other listeners right now that they were dealt their deck of cards. They looked at the hand they've got. They don't have a single face card, let alone any aces at all. What advice could you give to somebody that just doesn't know where to turn and they're just kind of at the end of their own wits? You know, I, wow, that, I, that's, a, that's a good metaphor. I, I think even sitting there at the table without any face cards just don't give up. Just keep going because the others may fold. And even though you don't have any face cards, you could win with twos, threes, and fours or whatever the poker thing is. Is I, I think just keep going because you never know 
unexpected forces really do come to people's aid. Act boldly and unseen forces will come to your aid. It really is true. It honestly does happen. And sometimes it's extremely difficult to have that courage to just keep sitting there at the table, but people do fold. And if they do fold and when they do fold, you have the pot before you know it. And and just collecting little tiny wins sometimes is enough. You know, and sometimes I, I I get to the point where I'm I'm so low that all I can really do is think about the good things that I've done and the good things that people have told me about myself because it's getting dark and it's getting darker and it's getting darker still. So my advice would be just either sit at the proverbial table just a little longer and see what happens and or put one foot in front of the other and just keep moving forward towards your objective because eventually you will reach it. It's, it's just the law of nature that un- unseen forces do come to people's aid when they act boldly. That's from a book called The Scottish Himalayan Expedition, actually, W.A. Murray. Huh. He said, the moment one truly commits oneself, then providence moves too, and all manner of assistance unforeseen comes to the aid of the one who's truly committed. Jeez, wow. Damn, that's, that's awesome. I've, I've not ever, wow. Murray was the guy that first mapped the successful ascent of Everest, but due to a series of oxygen uh, deficiency illnesses that he had, he was unable to make the climb himself. But he's the one that planned it out for Hillary and his uh, his guy, Tenzing Norgay, to get to the top. I spent a lot of time at the Royal Geographical Society in London in the chart, in the map rooms, in the in the different places and, and studying Hillary. And I had uh, original photographs from the expedition that I have never seen on any TV or anything because I have the originals. And one of them was, uh, I can't remember what the guy's name, but he was holding one of the big dogs. And they just loved these dogs. They, they just absolutely adored these, these animals. They were companions. And then they had to eat them. And I kept that in my wallet, Hydro Flask, and I would make sure that the employees knew the story that as much as we love the dogs, we will eat them if times get hard. (laughs) 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 Yeah, that is always really fascinating. And he wrote a book about it, how they sold all their furniture, they sold their houses. And then when they were on the ships and on the planes, they said, we got no turning back now. We are totally committed. We got to go forward. And he said all kinds of assistance came out of nowhere when when they made that true commitment there. Absolutely amazing. That's what we did with Hydroflask. My partner and I, we sold our cutlery. We sold our furniture. We sold our most valuable possessions. We got down to one suitcase each. We flew in from Oahu to Bend, Oregon to move into my mom's house. And we burnt the boat. Like there was no turning back. It was just full steam ahead. She left multiple times. And uh, when it got tough, and I think that when she got tough, Sometimes it even made it easier on me for the fact that I knew that the good news is I'm all by myself here. And so all I can do is move forward and I can move up. Like there's, there was really nobody less than me doing it. And then as soon as I started to get the positive feedback, that people were feeling better that they were hydrated. I was doing it for the, for the masses at that time. I was hydrating the masses and it would get so hard. And then all of a sudden, Hey, guess what? Here's a, all-star employee. Oh, I got help. Wow, this is awesome. Or, hey, here's a big account. Or here's an investor. And I mean, I had a million dollar investor just kind of like walk into my door within two days of shutting down the whole business. And it was like unseen forces. Wow. What a great story. Well, Travis, I want to thank you so, so much, not just for being our guest today, but for the difference that you continue to make in the world. 
I've gotten a lot out of this. I feel inspired. And that's really what this whole program is about. So thank you so much for what you do and for who you are. I really appreciate that, Dad. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please make sure to subscribe. To stay updated on everything that the Action Catalyst is up to, make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Action Catalyst Podcast and Twitter at Catalyst underscore Action. Thanks for listening.